0: These delicate strips of film are the materials which record and transmit the creations of Hollywood. We're talking pictures.
1: little snort there. Your nose still going? Dude, something's going on in this apartment and it is, whatever it is, it's inside my noses now.
0: Just allergic to all this good content.
1: That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it for the first <laughs> that time. Must be it.
0: For the first time. Hey guys, welcome back to the Talking Pictures podcast. This is Rec or Dreck, our second episode. As always, I'm Evan, joined by David in my house.
1: Third episode.
0: Is it number 3? Sure is. Oh. No.
1: I can keep track. Lies. <laughs> no. Wait. Did I write wrong? Am I right wrong? <laughs> Hold on, 11? Probably. But yeah, it's it. welcome back to the second or third episode of Record Track. <laughs> what is this, early June?
0: Second official, third official.
1: Unofficial.
0: And so what is this? What, what this was is this? mid-May to late May. Hell yeah. Yeah. Nice. So David and I went away last weekend, so this episode will not be lengthy because a whopping six movies came out into theaters last weekend, and we weren't around for any of it, so... Yeah. No. (laughs) Uh, I was on the astral plane.
1: We went to a music festival in Pittsburgh. Paid
0: for by you listeners. So thank you very much. Yeah,
1: man. All those. Contributing to our. I want to thank the ad. (laughs) (laughs) One. Damn, what did come out last week that I didn't see? Elemental?
0: No, you're way off. Uh. (laughs) Way off. So last Friday, it was Little Mermaid. Which you did see. But I, what you did not see was The Machine, was about my father, Kandahar, You Hurt My Feelings, and The Starling Girl got a more wide release.
1: So, what did you watch?
0: I only, I only saw You Hurt My Feelings, man. That's the only one? Well, in the previous week, I did go and see Monica and Master Gardener.
1: Okay. So, yeah. And we didn't get, we get a chance so to talk So I was caught
0: up that. until Pittsburgh happened. Yeah. And it all, yeah. It all went downhill fast. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I can't wait. Yeah. Let's talk about Master Gardener first. Okay. Did you want to see this?
1: I did. So this is um
0: Can you describe this movie to me without you having seen it?
1: Yeah. All right. I would love to.
0: Give it give, give me a whirl.
1: All right. Here's what I know about it from an NPR interview I heard sl- r- slightly. Uh a garden uh, ma- uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> A man in the Garden uh, of Eden in the garden of billions of years ago um uh taylor sheridan what and Joel Egerton is a gardener and he's and he's like really good at it he's also a racist and a and a and he also has tattoos all over his body and he writes in a journal and in the journal he talks about being a gardener and he relates being a gardener to life and he says you know what seeds are like people and you gotta plant them and you gotta water them if you don't then they'll be, then they'll kill then they're racists and nazis The seeds are or the people people are nazis and you can't <laughs> water seeds aren't racist don't water the nazis they don't they're not thirsty because they don't want them to grow
0: that's what right narval roth is a meticulous <laughs> horticulturalist who is devoted to tending the grounds of a beautiful estate and pandering to his employer, the wealthy dowager, Mrs. Haverhill, played by Sigourney Weaver. When she demands that he take on her wayward and troubled great niece, played by Quintessa Swindell, who was fantastic, uh, it unlocks dark secrets from a buried, violent past. A lot more dramatic than... It eventually is, turns out to be. So this movie is 100% wreck.
1: Wait, wait. Wh- okay, there's the bell. So yeah. wait, isn't it also Travis Bickham's in it?
0: So this movie is written <laughs> and directed by Paul Schrader, Okay. who is the writer of Taxi Driver Got and it. the character of Travis He
1: Travis isn't in this. Travis is not <laughs> okay. in this. all right, all right.
0: He did like a trilogy. This is the end of the trilogy of... Paul Schrader's sad middle-aged men who like to journal and who meet a young girl and whose world completely gets turned upside down. Okay, Which is, it's kind of comical that like Paul Schrader just like walked into this trilogy with First Reformed, followed by the card counter, and now we have Master Gardener. Okay. Um, I like his movies. I think his movies are really good. Uh, First Reformed is easily the best of the bunch. Um, this one, I would say, is more in line with Card Counter. So if you liked Card Counter, you would probably like this and vice versa. If you did not like the Card Counter, which I don't think you liked the Card Counter. I did counter. not like the Card Counter. I don't know if this movie would be for you. All right. um, it's very idiosyncratic. It's very specific. It's speaking to a certain audience. And if you're just not down with it, like it's gonna go right over your head. It's okay. very weird. It's very specific.
1: Where did, um, I, where did I get? Joel
0: Egerton <laughs> is a master gardener, but in a prior life he was a neo-Nazi. There we go. And right. <laughs> I thought I got that he from somewhere. Eventually reforms himself. He second reform. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> FBI reform. Yeah. And he works with the FBI and he murders all of the people that he was just basically um, being oh. Nazis with. But he leaves his tattoos on his body and then he meets Quintessa Swindell, who's the great niece I was talking about, and she sees the tattoos and they develop some sort of romance um, even though there's like a 25 year okay. Yeah. Um, Paul Schrader just reminds me of like a dirty old man. Yeah. Um, Oscar Isaacs with like Tiffany Haddish yeah. in the last movie and in the first movie it's ethan hawk and and amanda safe so yeah. there's just like some just some like weird dynamic stuff going on <laughs> and there's always some weird moments that are just like i don't know kind of take me out a little bit oh maybe but don't. this movie is a lot maybe it don't actually <laughs> proves to be the sweetest of the three. Oh, like it ends on a very sweet note it ends on a very happy note unlike the other two movies um yes. which i kind of felt like refreshed by where it just wasn't like we're all screwed and the world's going to hell, which is how, like, I felt like the last two movies were. Um, Yeah, this one has, overall, it has, like, a very, like, tenderness to it, which I appreciated. And um, a lot of people probably won't buy their romance in this. Uh, It's not very explicitly given. They kind of seem like friends to me. Um, But again, Paul Schrader just has this, like, very weird, specific direction and he comes up with these, like, very interesting characters, which I always appreciate. Like, there's these are people you've never seen on screen before. I mean, it started with Travis Bickle, and then Jake LaMotta for Raging Bull, and then these last three men in this trilogy. He has a way of just crafting these people that just I find, like, incredibly interesting to watch. Um, so, overall, I thought that movie was really good, really strong. Um, I think you'll like it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I do really want to watch. That. I also want to watch First Reformed, and uh, maybe not I'll get the, the
0: Card Counter.
1: Maybe you know, I won't do the Card Counter, but like
0: that movie's yeah. awesome.
1: I'll take a weekend when I want to get real sad.
0: As much <laughs> as Tiffany Haddish tries to bomb that movie, it's still good. <laughs> yeah, it's Oscar Isaac. You really
1: like it? Yeah, it's so uh,
0: good. It's. So good. I think I like the end. You know what it was? I probably liked it because I watched First Reformed first. Okay, and I'm like, oh, I know, what I know what I'm getting into. Because First Reformed's wild. Really? The end is what's is that about? He's a priest. Ridiculous. Yeah, but the end. Is he's
1: a racist priest. That he's not racist. Okay. The
0: end is ridiculous. All right, it's insane. Really? Yeah. All right,
1: I'll go to shot. It's
0: like what's happening, and then the movie ends. Damn. Yeah. So the next movie that I saw was Monica. Did you have a chance to see this?
1: No, I did. Really want to see it. I saw. You did you want to see this? Yeah, right, I, I saw the trailer several times before multiple this movies. Is a Really good was like, trailer. It looks. Yeah, it is. It and really is a good trailer. The
0: problem with the movie is that it's a really good trailer. So the movie is ultimately what's that? I said that sucks. Yeah. I hate that. (laughs) Yeah. hate that. I have it a lot. So look up the star's name for me. Okay. I want to get it right. Um,
1: when I was thinking, like this movie popped into my head last week, and I was like, who well, that movie I really wanted to see? Megan? And I kept looking up Megan, and all I kept getting was Megan the robot thing. Uh, and I was like, it's not this. It can't be this. And I kept typing, other mo- other Megan movie. Other <laughs> all right, Monica. Here we go. Monica IMDb. The actress is Trace Lizette.
0: Trace Lisette. She does an amazing Trace
1: Lisette. Yeah,
0: absolutely incredible job so the plot of this movie is her mom is dying play, played by Patricia Clarkson and they have a very strained relationship ever since Trace Lissette's character came out as trans um, I hope I'm say, using that terminology correctly but she told her mother that she was going to be trans and they haven't talked ever since and her mother has a cancer diagnosis and she comes home so it's a coming home story and Tracy's dad has a brother who has a wife and a and a couple kids that she hasn't seen in a long time and it's a movie that needed more conversation. It's very good. It's great acting. It's shot beautifully, very intimately shot, which I really liked. It's just it's too subdued and it's too quiet. Like there's never that scene where she has the conversation with Patricia, with Patricia Clarkson, her mother, about coming out, about coming home. It's a lot of glances. It's a lot of just recognition of the eyes. There's never that like that scene that draws you in. And that's what ultimately like lacked in this movie. And the one time they talk about Trace Lisette's leaving the family and leaving the state, they cut away from it like mid conversation. It's almost like I don't know. Like they just edging. Yeah, they just didn't want to almost focus
1: doing the thing.
0: They they didn't want to get too flashy with it, but by going so far the other way, it just didn't hit as hard because it's like a very it's a very tender movie about um, you know your parent passing away and someone that you have a complicated relationship with and. Exploring those feelings, and it just it doesn't explore them. It just wants you to sit with the feeling rather than talk about them. So, okay. And ultimately, does that make sense? No. Oh, yeah. 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 So ultimately, like. It sounds
1: like a slow burn that ultimately turns on a fizzle.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I That's unfortunate
1: it, because again, the trailer.
0: I know. Fire. And it, it's, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That it, sucks. It's it's really good. It's a, it's a great performance from Trace Set, and it's. It's kind of wasted. Like, there's a couple scenes where she, like, goes, she tries to, like, set up a date and goes to a bar and tries to hang out with someone maybe that she used to know, and then it kind of goes sideways, like, he doesn't show up, and she flips out on him on the phone, and like, there's these other, like, side things going on that I think it just needed to be more centered on this family dynamic. Don't try and give me all these other relationships that this trans person might have had in their life um she's constantly calling this ex-boyfriend on the phone and leaving voicemails like just focus on like what this movie's about rather than trying to just like go in all these different directions that it didn't need to be
1: yeah you said there's like a date scene that's just like that's what i was saying yeah, yeah like so they go to the
0: bar and it's yeah. just like he's, he doesn't show up and
1: yeah like do you though since we have a little bit of time yeah do you think like it, a movie needs that crescendo, that like, that scream scene. I guess no. that moment of like, uh, like, I, my mind goes right to maybe Brothers with Tobey Maguire Toby Maguire, where he's screaming like, "Shit!" Yeah. I saw a TikTok where like these dudes were doing like, you know how they show scenes from. Top five like actors, yeah, for Oscars. It's always in there, and it's like Toby's always in there. For uh, that. Yeah, and it's always these screaming. So it's literally like it was like Jake Jonah. In, and Strong and what? I, yeah, and in he's the car. like, "Fuck you, yeah. Fuck! fuck." And it's was like, uh, "Hugh Jackman, Prisoners." He's like, "Where's my daughter?" <laughs> and like screaming with the hammer. Yeah. And like it was they did a really good job. We were right. just like them doing the scene, but just. <laughs> And at great. the top of their lungs, yeah. and that was all five male performances were just losing their shit. Yeah, and we love those we scenes. Do we, love that. we do love those scenes, yep. but like not necessary. But also, if there's not any weight to it,
0: so that's then the like thing. what like, the there's we a difference watching? between that scene and just something even approaching that scene. And this movie didn't have that scene. Got like it. it didn't even got it. Got like it. go in the ballpark or sniff that sort of crescendo type scene and that's what that's what i missed like off the top of my head i can't remember them even having one conversation okay not even like a flip out scene or a freak out scene just a conversation about the thing about anything about the whatever the point of the movie yeah cuz like patricia clarkson is like kind of losing her mind a little bit and she doesn't recognize who this person is and then finally a light bulb goes off where she does recognize her and it's like I said. It's just it's just glances, and it's it's the recognition of the eyes. There's no there's no talking about it. So overall, um, I was a bit let down by it, but ultimately, um, uh, it's ultimately a direct.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Sadly, yeah, sadly, because you know you have yeah. hope. You have hope for things. Sometimes it's a new hope, and sometimes it's Star Wars episode an old hope. The last hope. <laughs> no hope uh, well and then, okay so damn are we at the last no we have two
0: we have two you know what so I did want to point out um, the Marvelous Mrs. Mazel. yes ended on Amazon um, yeah over over right Dun-dun. it's over over yeah Dun-dun. so fifth season done it went out on its own terms it wanted to end this year okay uh, great finale yeah the final season itself made some very odd creative choices they showed a bunch of like flash-forwards, and the show's never done flash-forwards. And it employed a bunch of them throughout the season, and one whole episode was a flash-forward. And it just kind of felt out of place. Like, this show's very good with its banter, and with its wit, and with its characters. And it every time it did this, it kind of took me out of it. So it'd be like, say a show you really liked, where it was just... They would just flash forward and you would see where they are in 20 years, like intermittently throughout the final season. And it wasn't a direction that you thought the characters should go in, nor do you want to see them go there. So it's just like, this is where they end up? Like, this is weird. Oh, that sucks. And it's just like, it wasn't good.
1: My brain goes to Breaking Bad.
0: So it'd be like... But flashing like, forward to seeing where Skylar is at age 65. Yeah. It's just like, it's something strange going and on. And it's like, or, I don't... Or like, Walt Jr. is like a drug dealer now. It's like, no, I don't want to see Walt Jr. Jr. a yeah, yeah. drug dealer <laughs> like now. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like stuff like that. Yes. It's just like, yeah. It's weird. Strange. But it was a really strong finale. Uh, I, I've always loved this show. It's so fun. Okay. Um, so always a rack for okay. Marvelous Mazel. They had a lot of Lenny Bruce in the last episode, which is great. You know, the famous stand-up comic.
1: Sing- oh, I was going to say singer. <laughs> but I'm thinking Lenny Kravitz.
0: Uh, yes, you are. <laughs> uh, some good Lenny yeah. Bruce content in the final episode, which I appreciated because he's cool. always a star of the show. Um,
1: the actual Lenny Bruce or someone playing no, Lenny someone Bruce? No, someone playing him. Yeah. Oh, that's so the, cool. the
0: show takes place in the 60s. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. And Lenny Bruce was a, a famous comic that ov- overdosed in the 70s. Okay. And it kind of, the, the finale starts out with like seeing how bad he is towards the end of the 60s. And he and the main character had a, like an off and on fling throughout the whole series. And it's just like, it was like kind of like painful and sad to see. Like okay. this is where he is and he doesn't want to help himself. And Does she go, know where he's going like to
1: her comedy stand up name is the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel?
0: She goes by Mrs. Maisel.
1: So then, why is it called? It's just called the Marvelous Mrs. Mabel. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's the name of the show. All right. Yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah. And they do, I'll allow they do, it. They do drop. I'll they do say "Marvelous" it. in the like one of the very last lines of dialogue of the series.
1: It took us this long to get there, huh?
0: I don't know if they say it before that, but that's a good question. I can't remember. Huh? This show started so many years ago. You're
1: marvelous, Mrs. Mabel.
0: Yeah. Boo. V- it, what accent is this? <laughs> is that, that's all it is. It's a, some heckler. Do you heckler. know what this show's about? She's a stand-up. Yeah, but do you know like the instigating incident? Like why like the inciting incident? Like what happens? No. So it's Rachel Rachel Brosnahan, who's fantastic. She was on House of Cards. I don't know if you remember her. I know what she looks like. Um, she, Claire, she looks like Claire Foy to me. Oh, does yeah, she? Okay. I can see that. She finds... She, finds out that her husband's cheating on her she has two kids with her husband joel and she finds out that he's cheating on her and she gets drunk and she just wanders into greenwich village and goes on stage and just starts spouting off about him and she just gets all of these laughs from the audience and she's drunk and she's wearing like a coat and like a nightgown and it's just, like she looks crazy but alex borstein is in the audience and she like Spots earns and is like, "Hey, like, are you a comic? Because I want to represent you, and I think we can do big things." So that's kind of like that's not how that happened. Yeah,
1: that's not realistic. <laughs> okay. It's
0: 1961. Yeah, I guess it's Leave realistic it for the
1: sixties. Leave it be. Um, I can't be shitting the on the, the, the pilot the gas- of Marvelous Mrs. Basil. <laughs> it's great though. It's so
0: good. Oh
1: man. But, okay. Uh, cool. Yeah. All so right. I'll, I'll give it a watch. Yeah. The whole show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'll check it out. I like that you just you like to promise things every episode. And they're getting worse, man. Yeah. <laughs> Guys like the first one was six screams. Then it was ten fast and furious movies. Guys, I promise. Now it's forty episode episodes. <laughs> <laughs> the TV show.
1: Guys, I promise I'm gonna do my best to What's watch next, man The Marvelous Mazel, all the fast films, and every scream adaptation ever Dude,
0: what's next this weekend and i'll be- see you on monday go to
1: email us at the talking pictures pod gmail.com to berate me and tell me that I, i'm i can't it's not possible
0: you're gonna watch every season of days of our lives next
1: <laughs> hey guys welcome back to another episode i just watched all of hawaii Five O.
0: <laughs> the days of my life the
1: days of my life damn What's the last movie last thing you watched? So huh?
0: the, the last thing I saw was You Hurt My Feelings with Julia Louis Dreyfus. Oh Did you wanna watch this? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what do you it's like what do you do all day? <laughs> <laughs> what do do Here's what before? happens. Here's what happens. All right.
1: Here's what happens. It's the same way I address
0: Same way you dress.
1: That's the same way I address, like, text messages from people. Like, I'll see it, and I'll laugh, and I'll respond out loud or in my head, and Uh they'll be like, you want to go do this thing on Saturday? And I'll be like, I sure do. (laughs) And then nothing. And then smooth brain. Just flat, smooth up there. And the same thing when it comes to trailers. Like, I'll watch a trailer for a film, and I'll be like, Sisu, dude, that looks so good. And then you'll bring it up on a podcast, and I'll forget. (laughs) <laughs> it exists what? What is that? The
0: fuck is it called? What is that?
1: See, I'm googling. C I C O O who? And then you'll and then and then I will feel dumb every time. So yeah. I feel dumb right now because I did want to watch you hurt my feelings and almost podcastly at this point, not daily, hour, hourly. It's podcastly. Uh, Evan does hurt my feelings. Podcastly. You do hurt my feelings. And my nose is so stuffed. So what do you think about this?
0: <laughs> uh, 100% wreck. Wow. Yeah. So good. Yeah. We so got good. one. What do you mean? Three we of the four. We got one. Oh. Three, three of the oh. four. <laughs> we're wrecks. Uh, and Monica wasn't even that bad of a Drek. <laughs> yeah, you're the Drek tonight. God, though. that's
1: all. I'm a Drek. Oh,
0: no. What do you do? <laughs> what do you do when a you're host a, is a dreck? You're a Damp squid over
1: here. Oh, coaster. damn squid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, fuck. All right. This is a great movie. So it's it's mainly just four actors. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Tobias Menzies, and two other uh, performers whose names I don't know. And one of the guys is on Succession, like, briefly, and he's hilarious. But All right. I'll watch Succession. This movie is – four seasons. This movie is <laughs> – It's great because it's so simple. It's not trying to be flashy. It's a very adult film dealing with adult problems in maybe like the most straightforward but funny way. And no scene, the strength of this movie is that no scene ever lingers longer than it should. Like, this movie, I think, is an hour and 33 minutes. And when the joke is done, they know to leave the scene. Okay, and it's so good because you watch some of these movies where like the scenes go on and on and they drag and drag, and with this one, you just get scenes between two characters and they interact for maybe a minute or two, and then just, boom, they cut to a different scene with two two of the other different actors talking to each other, and the jokes are funny, and the actor the acting is great, the writing is solid, and it it's great. So it's it's the same writer director as. Um, the woman that did Enough Said with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and James Gandolfini. I don't remember that one. No. Way back when? I think we saw that together. Okay. <laughs> I think it was James Gandolfini's last you. movie. Oh, I believe um, Yes. Oh, now I remember. It was like, like romantic comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nicole Hall Center, I think is her name, the director. Uh-huh. And... She does a great job. She she knows she's playing to her, her actor strengths very well. And Tobias Menzies plays a, a psychiatrist, and there's a lot of great scenes between uh like marriage counseling with David Cross and his wife in the movie. And everyone in this movie just like their comedic timing is perfect and their pitch is perfect. And it's just like everything's working very well. It doesn't speak anything um like Profound about the institution of marriage or psychiatry or writing or authorship or anything like that. It's just, it's simple. And like, I appreciate that. It's just like, wow, that was like a great time for 93 minutes. Like, I'm happy I saw this. I saw it alone. No one else was there. Okay. And um, yeah, definitely, definite wreck.
1: All right. So. I gotta go blow my nose. I gotta go to bed. I, I gotta go. So, Evan, thank you so much for sharing these with me. And, uh, these. I'm so stuffed. Evan, to you? Dude, I don't know what's going on? on this house. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got all this pollen in here from all these plants. All right. I have neighbors. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Go to bed, everybody. Um, Evan, uh, thank you so much. On the next episode, we will be talking about movies. Movies. What movies are we talking about?
0: <laughs> oh, the uh, the record direct ones.
1: No, I guess we're just kind of plugging the next episode.
0: We're going to be doing a little uh, Sanctuary. Yeah. We're going to be doing The Boogeyman, uh-huh. Extraction 2, yep. and The Flash.
1: So, guys, tune in for that. And, uh, again, go to the uh, Instagram, the underscore talking underscore pictures... Just go I'm watching <laughs> yes. the
0: light Leave your eyes
1: <laughs> And uh, remember to like Comment, subscribe, ooh, hit the bell ooh, And punch your laptop <laughs> Punch your laptop directly in the face
0: Guys, good laptop in the face <laughs>
1: <laughs> Guys, goodnight good And I'll talk to you next time good night, guys. <laughs> They definitely just heard me Sniff with the microphone <laughs>